an AppleViz original. Five, four, three, two, one. Hello and welcome to AppleViz Unleashed for June 2023. I am Thomas Domville, also known as Anonymous, and here with me on the stage is Mike Malarcy. How are you doing, Mikey? I'm fantastic. How are you? Doing great. We're going to come back to you. I heard you had a terrible month, but uh, yeah. before <laughs> we do that, as we promise, we randomly pick one listener appreciation out there for last month's contest to be on for this month's show, Mike. And so I'd like to introduce to you everybody, James Dean. How are you doing, James? Good. I'm glad to be here. I was glad to be selected. Well, you know, it was just like the computers just kind of went, and it picked James. I said, okay, let's get James on. And I'm so <laughs> excited to have you on, James. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. Awesome. All right, Mike. Now tell us the story about your absolutely horrible, no good June. Well, I got to start off by saying it definitely could have been worse. Um, it could have been worse. Yeah, it could have so. been worse. Everything's fine now, but yeah. So like, I I'm from New Mexico. Flew out there with my girlfriend to see family. Day before we came home, uh, severe uh, acute appendicitis. So I had to go get surgery for that. I was in the hospital for a few days. Had to, gosh, I, changing plane tickets can be very expensive last minute. So I just spent a bunch of money to stay there longer. Started feeling better, flew home for a night, flew to Pennsylvania to see my girlfriend's family. And apparently all of the painkillers and things caused a massive ulcer and had severe blood loss. Got me four more days in the hospital out in PA. So uh, about half of my vacations, we left like June 4th, got back on the 23rd, I think. And I spent probably a whole week of that in the, in the hospital. But I got to tell you what, Pennsylvania, gorgeous country. I've never been anywhere where there's so many trees and greenery, like flowers just growing like where grass is supposed to be. It was a whole whole new experience for me. <laughs> Pennsylvania? Interesting. Yeah. Okay. A whole is lot of greenery out there. Barren in Idaho? Uh, yeah. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. yeah, high desert. There's like scrub brush, but like, if you want something to grow that's green, it takes active effort and like a lot of work. But out there, it just happens all by itself. Oh, okay. I, I see. I I don't know, James. My my area is very green. Lots of flowers and trees. Yeah, there's I there's hear. trees where I am too. So <laughs> I'm thinking, okay, well maybe Mike just lives in a. Okay, that's okay, yeah. Mike. You just you live know. in the middle of the desert. That's fine. If, I'll tell you, you're, you're it's correct because when I went to Afghanistan, that looked way more like home than Pennsylvania did. If that puts things into perspective. Oh, All right. <laughs> okay. What a comparison there, buddy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, you know, I made a purchase. I haven't received it yet, but um, thank you for Patrick Purdue out there. He, if anybody is an audio monger <laughs> or just knows everything about audio, it would be Patrick. If you guys he is heard. the audio file of this, uh, of the past couple decades right uh, i i listened to him all the way back on the beyond radio network when he did his show on there years ago and when he had a whole bunch of stuff set up and he used to play with all kinds of keyboards and stuff right and and you know what's weird is that james is that i'm on mastodon and they're having something called audio mo and this is like um they yeah, i've do, seen that too 
right? And so you do a recording a day for the month of June. So obviously Patrick couldn't pass up this deal. And <laughs> in his audio mo, he demonstrates a lot of the different places like train stations to airports to whatever it is might be. But the point is, I have never seen so many microphones go through a guy's hand and it was just incredible. So I just thought, well, I'll just ask him because I need a on-the-go microphone. So there's a couple of podcasts I want to do, but I just don't have anything decent. So I am going to be getting something called a Clippy M272 headphones, and it sounds marvelous. I'll bring that to the next show for everybody to hear. I'm excited. That sounds really interesting. I love things like that. I'm also looking for recording like headphone solution too. That's kind of both in one uh, that are not the Amnios that uh, have the, it's a lightning cable, but it's a very thin cable. And as soon as you get a short in it, that's it. Your headphones, your, uh, well, they used to be $200. Now they're only $49 while supplies last. Right. uh, I pretty much says everything about Apple products. Right. I mean, the <laughs> yeah, that's true. As soon as your cable goes, your product is gone. Yeah, luck. Yeah. You have to fork out more money for cables, right? Yeah. You need to, so I buy these fabric braided lightning cables and they last quite a bit longer. Oh, yeah. I do like those. And Mr. Mike, you're a big microphone guy too. I mean, you got a pretty nice setup over there. I did. I invested early and I have not changed my setup for probably eight years. Seven you don't years? really need to, you know? No, 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 no. Right? All right. Well, I know everybody came on to listen to the show about Apple products. Yeah. So let's <laughs> see what we got to now. offer for this month. First thing up, I was really taken aback. I was totally stunned that Apple has changed their direction when it comes to developer accounts. So apparently what we used to have is that any developer out there that wants to access the developer account plus all its perks. But the main thing is being able to jump into the beta. And then you would have to pay 99 bucks a year to be able to get a developer account. Not any more. It seems like Apple lipped that $99 price. It is now free, meaning that Anybody with an Apple ID can now sign up for a developer account. And no, you do not need to be a developer. If you're interested just in the beta testing, they open that up free for anybody to jump in. So I'm thinking, what's the point of the public beta if you're going to let anybody just sign up now for a developer beta? So I was stunned. So what do you guys think of this? Well, um, you still have to even if you already have an apple id you still have to go to developer.apple.com and sign in there with it um and so i think maybe uh they want uh you know they they have another they they give you the other option, but I'm sure not everybody wants to have to go sign in somewhere else. It might seem simple to us, but maybe not to some other people. I'm thinking when I signed up for the public beta, I mean, I had to go sign up for it and go through the rigmarole. Oh, that's true. Yeah. It, it seems similar process. I don't yeah. know, Mike. What do you think of this? Yeah, I am confused as to why. 
I suppose. In theory, I, I like the idea of not having a hundred dollar barrier to entry for people who maybe if, I don't know, some 16 year old kid has a great idea, but doesn't have a hundred bucks. He can, in theory, still pull something off like that. I like that idea, but I'm just not really sure. Yeah. Why? I guess if you uh, if 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 you actually want to uh, sell apps in the app store, you still have to pay the fee. Uh, there 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 was a there's a list. Um, you can uh, access uh, sample code and some other things uh, with the free account. But if you want to create apps for distribution, still gotta uh, fork that money over. Yeah, maybe it's just that. Maybe it's just trying to get people that are curious uh, an opportunity to start dipping their toes in to see if it's something that they want to take the plunge. I don't know. I was very confused as to why. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't, there doesn't seem like much of a reason other than, you know, you have to do a couple extra steps. Right. You got to do the ones with the other one too. So yeah, it really just seems strange. I wonder, you know, now that they kind of changed the way how we receive the beta now um, before we have to download this config file and that config file goes into your phone and that's how you receive the beta from there. But you don't do that anymore with the iOS 17. So essentially it just, it sees it right off your Apple ID. So when you go to the software update, then it'll say, Oh, I see that you're already in the developer beta or the public beta. Um, Obviously in my case, I see both and you can select which one you want to use. And once you turn that on, then you receive the beta. So it's oh. really, yeah, it's pretty slick. And okay. so I, at first, um, my thought is they were trying to clamp down on pirated config files. So in other word, um, years and years, we were able to take somebody else's config file that doesn't belong to you, but you can take that and put it on your device. And then and it would then, appear like it was a developer account. Yeah. Correct. So I wonder if this is just Apple's way of saying, hey, I don't want you to be doing that. I really want you to be on it the legal way. Oh, okay. And I want you to be able to have the feedback. And so you can feedback to us. I wonder if this a signal of Apple saying they realize they have a lot of bugs and they're really trying to open this up to anybody and everyone so they can get those bugs in and get them resolved before iOS 17 comes out. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I had that uh, thought too. And, when we had our little meeting, I even mentioned that to Thomas because it was really, I, I was just really confused. Like, of course, a lot of people were happy because they're like, okay, now we get to try this. But also, uh, especially with, uh, you know, older devices not being supported, like I'd, I don't have anything other than my main device that I can run the iOS 17 beta yeah, on. Me, so. me too. <laughs> yeah. I get that. Um, yeah, it's interesting because at first I thought, well, maybe they're being nice to developers and letting more people that weren't able to, they didn't have the funds to fork over a hundred bucks and want to create an app. But as James mentioned, that's not the case. It's just, yeah. they have you can get access. Tier. Yeah. You can get access to Xcode and sample download, uh, uh, Xcode software downloads and sample code and things like that. So you could see, you could with that, with a free account, create an app, but you could only distribute it through test flight. Hmm. Well, nonetheless, it's puzzling. It's still yeah. a head scratcher of this becoming a thing that 
now they have a free tier. But it doesn't make any sense why they have a public beta versus now developer's beta. Maybe because the public beta seemed to be a little more stable than the first two releases. Yeah, that's of. yeah, that's what I thought. Um, all right, kiddos. So we are going to talk about that Vision Pro. So this is that little thing we've been talking about for months, if not years, of this Apple AR VR headset. Well, I will say they at least mentioned it. It's kind of funny that they said, and it'll be available next year. <laughs> I was like, oh, geez. Well, you're going to wait for, what is that, six, six or seven more months before the minimum time they'll come out. But anywho, this brand new 34, $500 headset is now going to be coming out. We discussed it was going to be 3000, but it's going to be 3500. But you know, I let me go through the visual aspect of this. Um now Mike, you don't have any residual visual, right? None. Okay. So you're like me. And James, what about you? Uh I don't have any functional vision but I can still see light and shadow and colored lights, um, but not anything like any distance away from me and only out of one eye and only out of the center of my eye. So Okay. All right. So the visual aspect. Now, I know that Mike and I can relate to this being able to, we were able to see for, gosh, a good portion of our life. The visual aspect of it sounds freaking amazing. It sounds like Goo Goo Gaga. I just want to roll of this. Yeah, it makes me think of Tony Stark in the Avengers movies when he's playing with all his digital things, flipping around the room with his fingers and stuff. The idea is intriguing. Right. Eye movements, the iris detector and all this, and, and you just go wink, wink, and it does something. And if you wink that way, you go, oh, I don't want that. I can wink, wink back there. Whatever that might be, it it was just phenomenal what it can do. And they released the Vision OS um, about a week ago of this podcast and a couple of things that are coming out of it is just amazing. Like being able to have a timer and place it where you want. So in other words, this example, they were cooking on a stove and they just put the timer right up on the wall above them. So as they're cooking, they can just kind of glance up and see the timer and see how much time they have left. My gosh. So it just like projects the timer on the wall. Yes. Oh, so it makes me think of like a heads up display and like first person yeah. shooters and that yeah, kind of a thing. I never had enough vision to play first person shooters, shooters, but when I was a, a younger kid and a teenager, I did play some other video games because I did have some more sight. So the visual aspect of it does interest me, but it also just kind of makes me sad because it's like, well, I can't really I appreciate it anymore. Me too. Right. And that's what makes it so sad. And the other one, it sounds really cool. Check this out. So if, if you have a countertop and you're doing uh, dishes or whatever you want, you can put these controls on your countertops. In other words, it's just being displayed in your eyes, projecting that it looks like the controls are on your countertop. So you can reach out and touch those controls on the countertop to do whatever functionality that that app requires. I was just, it's like you just said, I, it just makes me like, Oh man, I wish, I wish I had vision just for those things. It's just yeah, a tear, tear. Uh, wouldn't it this been amazing, Mike? I'm hoping they find some way, some way of making it work for those of us that don't have 
eyeballs to track because I love the idea of it. Like a little slider over on the side for the volume on my Spotify. Just so many little things I couldn't, I don't know. I think I'd love to do it, but you know, but also $3,500. Yikes. <laughs> you know, Mike, I had this discussion with James on this. Here's, here's my original thoughts and then we'll get deeper into this. Now, when you take the idea of the possibility, what this could do. So accessibility was mentioned in this, and I'm going to mention here, it is very accessible. So from my understanding, the voiceover is built into this Vision Pro, which is absolutely cool. It has this big digital crown, triple click it, turns on voiceover, and you use your fingers to do different things. So to flick to the right, you just pinch your index, pinch your middle finger to uh, go back left, and then the th- the ring finger you pinch or your right finger pinch with your index and thumb, it selects and activates what you're selected on. So the the accessibility is there. And though my thought was, okay, let's sit down, take a look what's available out there now. Now, a lot of us know about Envision glasses. Those starts around two, about 2,000 in the low range, 2,000, and it goes up to about 3,000 range. Yeah, depending on what uh, benef- uh, version and uh, benefits you get. Right. And then we have the other things like the eSight or Cam. Those are more than 3,500. So I was thinking originally, well, heck, Mike, 3,500 isn't that big of a deal if you could use Ira. Envision, Scene AI, Be My Eyes, all those apps in this glasses. Now, when you think in that perspective, it's not too bad. You're thinking, oh my gosh. Except. Except it just was released just recently. And I, I can't begin to tell you how disappointed and how upset I was on the day I heard about this. So when Vision OS came out, that is when the developers were able to kind of dig in and see what they can and can't do. Now, keep in mind, this Vision Pro has 12 cameras, right? And you would think with 12 cameras, we would be easily be able to access ARIA, BMIs, Envision, and Scene AI. Nope. So my understanding from what they've seen in these development papers is that nobody has access to the camera. Yeah, for right now. Uh that... <laughs> yeah, when you say right now, you're talking years, not well, like months, like by the time this comes out, nothing. Well, maybe not right when it comes out, but also part of the reason that they're talking about this and uh, released it at WWDC uh, so early is they want uh, developer feedback and th- they're doing uh, the uh, assistive technology industry is doing a similar thing right now because they want feedback about it so they can make changes before it comes out. And I think that might be one of the reasons why they're doing it uh, this way for the headset as well. And with that in mind, yeah, I was sad when I heard that, but I also think that that could turn around um, either between now and then or maybe shortly after it comes out. It might be a year, but I don't think it'll be like three or four years before we have access to the cameras because there's going to be so much pushback from 
the other organization, surely, because I don't think Ira and all those are going to be happy about that. And they're going to be doing petitions and those kind of things. Or alternatively, maybe they will be happy about it because then they have a lot less to worry about. Oh, yeah. See, that's, Unless that's, Apple that's, comes out with its own version that only, who knows? I could also picture Apple doing something like that, mm-hmm. trying to replace those other things. But I don't know. I'm curious to see how it all ends up panning out because it would be wonderful. All those cameras, all that waste. Yes, I know. Man, I, I don't know, guys. I, I just, maybe I'm the only one that's feeling dumpy about this because I was just like, you're not allowing, I get I, I, I have to give kudos to Apple for staying private. And if yeah, you guys that's, recall, that's what they're saying. They want it. They, why they're not allowing access to it because well, they could capture pretty much anything. Yeah. I mean, if you two remember the d- debacle that Google had with its Google glasses and when it first came out, that was the key thing is that the privacy was an issue and this glasses was able to take pictures and um, capture video and I remember at that time, many of the bars started to ban those products from being entered yep. into the bar, if you guys recall that. Oh, yeah. People did not like people with Google Glasses on. Right. And because they didn't know if they were being used. But, you know, Vision Pro mentioned that if they were busy or it was in the middle of something, that the person on the outside looking at their glasses will be to, will be able to know that it's being used. So I'm thinking that would be the answer. If a green light comes on or something that everybody knows that he, she is video something or taking camera. And here's the thing. They are, Apple is allowed to use their 3D camera and 3D video. So you're still able to take camera and video by using their Apple exclusive. And I'm thinking that doesn't make a whole lot of difference to me. You're still taking cameras and video. So I'm, I'm just kind of at a loss. I know it's 3D videos and 3D camera. Maybe the compa- um, the compiled compatibility is going to make it harder for them to import into apps to find out a person or whatever it is i don't well and the other thing too is that they if if it's going if their apps have permission then anything that gets sent back to them they can deal with if it has access to other apps and it's get it's getting sending data back to other companies Mm -hmm. they don't have control over that and so from that yeah. angle, it makes sense, but it's re- from from a consumer point of view, it's very disappointing. Yeah. That being said, though, I will always, always take privacy and security over free open access. That's a personal preference of mine, though. Um, I'd rather start that. off safe and then ease into it rather than let all those cats out of the bag right at the beginning and then realize down the road mm-hmm. there's a mistake. I respect that. I get that. I understand that. But it's also devastating for us because now the glasses i was talking about price wise it it just becomes worthless to us now what am i going to use it for for that i am blind what is going to be worth the 3500 there's nothing in there that's going to be worth 3500 dollars, and that is what's so disappointing and but that's great news for envision esight or cam now you know, at first they were really worried about this. Now they don't have to worry about it. Yeah. A little bit of stress off their shoulders. Right. But 
I, I'll, I'll see. I know James and I talked to Alex Hall about this, and Alex said the same thing as James. They both think at some point it's going to change and they will ease on it and eventually give us some access to maybe just one camera, not all 12, whatever that is. But I hope that's the case. Apparently, this is, um, it sounds like the second generation is now in the works. And of course, the lighter version, which is going to be a little bit slightly cheaper, is supposed to be coming out. And, but don't hold your breath. It's supposed to be for probably a, not for another couple of years. So, are you saving your pennies, <laughs> Thomas? Are you going to get, will you get one next year? Not the first generation. <laughs> first generation, heck no. It's like yeah, the I agree. Apple Watch first generation. It was, it didn't work with anything. Oh, the zero series. Remember that? Oh yeah. You're like, I love this idea, but man, this thing sucks. Right. When luckily they I heard demos it up, of it and I never got one. <laughs> yeah. That's hey. what I'm doing with this one. I'm gonna let other other folks get it. Send me your recordings and your demos and I'll enjoy it. Now I'm not you. saving my pennies for this. Now, if the lighter version comes out and it allows me to have access to that camera, I will strongly think about it. I will strongly think about it if I can use those apps that I have and I get at least a second, third generation. So we're talking years before I will even consider one. But now yeah, same it's here. just, nope, not at all. So the other thing that sprung up this month, guys, is the iOS 17 being released. So as every year, every summer, I go through a couple of iOS 17 items that I think those out there that are listening would be interested in. However, before we get to that, guess what, Mike? How many new emojis? Is that <laughs> well? I hope it's not that. I, I didn't even think about that, Mike. My God. gosh, uh, they, I they always talk about that. Every always time. 200 new emojis. Yes, I don't even care. Yeah. Um, now, now you've, I mean, I, I do got to admire though, because every one of those, they have voiceover label equivalents and some, and some of them are quite descriptive I and mean, makes for a very verbose experience. If you're dealing with somebody that really likes to use them. I, every but, now and then do it with my children. That's yeah, about it. But it's, it's, it's really fun sometimes <laughs> to just go through and see what some of them are. But it's like there's so many. And then now you bring up the keyboard and there's like so many categories. You just get lost by the there's time you so find what you many. by the time you find something, you're like, I don't even remember what I wanted to use now. I really so, hope, Thomas, you're not talking about stickers. Oh God. <laughs> Boy, were they heavy on the stickers. I was like, this is worse than emojis. Yep. It's good now. Oh, Facebook is invading about. my messages. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my gosh, taking the stickers and taking lifting things off of a photo, put that as a sticker. I was like, this is getting a little too much. I'm starting to I just, feel I can't. the Michael. Yeah, I just can't even <laughs> muster up any energy to care about it. No, I was going to point out there was no mention of side loading. That yeah. was kind of a big deal yeah. because, you know, about a couple of weeks after that, they announced this iOS 17. There was no mention of sideloading. However, they did interview one of the Apple dude that is in charge of those areas and says, yes, we will have to conform to those laws and those countries. And it does sound like they are going to be coming out with it. And so... This kind of confirms what we talked about last month, Mike, and that is it's going to be 
only activated in those countries and it probably going to wait at the very last moment. They have to conform to this by March of 2024. So you know Apple, they're yeah. going to... They're only going to do it in Europe <laughs> until yep. they they make them do it here. And I don't, I, I don't see that happening quickly. Oh, if they don't have to, the, you know, Apple's been crying like a big baby about it. Yeah. And um, at some point when they procrastinate long enough and drag their knuckles on this, they're going to have to come out with this. So what is going to be interesting is that it's not just for the EU. I thought originally it was just for the EU, but it's not just for the EU. Apparently oh. other, yeah, okay. it sounds like other countries are wanting to do this as well. And they're waiting for a pass. And that is India, Korea, and Japan. So hopefully at some point it will reach everyone maybe in a couple of years, but I, I hope so. Right. Yeah. That's I like I said, it's going to, yeah, it's going to be a couple of years or some time because it's, yeah, a lot of the other countries are getting it. It sounds like, but it sounds like for this, I think pre, because we're one of the, we're one of their biggest markets. And of course they're based here. Um, so I, I, I wish I kind of knew, you know, what, what, what is making this spread and, you know, when, when we might get it. I hope we do. Cause maybe this is a more cynical side of myself. I feel like a lot of other countries tend to put consumers first, like the people actually first and safety, things like that. I feel like a lot of times our country, it's who's going to pay me the most money. And I imagine uh, yeah, that we're definitely a lot of those, oh yeah, sure. a lot of those tech companies probably got people all over DC saying, we don't need to do that here. Don't worry about it. Right. Right. Yeah. We'll definitely be one of the last one to collapse. Yeah. Yeah. California so, will probably raise a stink first and hopefully it'll spread from there. <laughs> <laughs> They're usually pretty good about that kind of stuff. Okay, oh yeah. man. Um, so the only disappointing thing I saw was that, well, well, Journal is definitely going to be in it. So that is coming, but it won't be coming out when iOS 17 drops. It will be coming out later. You know, here they go again, and they've been doing this for years, and it drives me batty that they will introduce some of the things they showed off at WWDCs like the Journal, but that won't be coming out when iOS 17. It'll be coming out later. It seems like what did they do? Did they come up with the ideas and then we'll work on it and they'll come out next year? Yeah. I mean, this, like, <laughs> like we need something to talk about in this keynote, guys. Or right? maybe or maybe by WWDC they're testing it internally, but on their roadmap, we they're like we won't have all of it done until after iOS 17 comes out first. Because I don't know. They I don't been, know about all of this. This is kind of like Elon Musk teasing us about the Cybertruck. You know, like Remember the demonstration of the Cybertruck a couple of years back yes. and it still hasn't been released? It's kind of like the same philosophy. It's like... I never heard about the Cybertruck. Oh, yeah. So Tesla is Elon's baby. Yeah. And so he's coming out with a truck that's electric. So it's like a pickup truck. Have you seen it, Mike? I've heard about it. My 10-year-old son has been obsessed with it for a long time. It's his dream oh. car. <laughs> My understanding is science fiction all out the way it looks but it's just hilarious because all the windows are supposed to be like um bulletproof and all that stuff so he took like this steel ball and he just whacked it right against the window 
and it broke. Shattered. I remember that. Dumb <laughs> oh, that's great. excellent. That's excellent. <laughs> and he says, that's not supposed to happen like yep. that. He, he, he handled it well. Like for, for, as far as botched demos go, he was like, well, whoops. <laughs> so I thought that was This is a prototype. Yeah. <laughs> but nonetheless, Apple is notoriously. So, you know, the Vision Pro is a good example. It's coming. Won't be out until next year. It's like, oh my gosh. I... <laughs> I don't know. Don't. Yeah, we'll we'll have to see. It's, it just makes me feel like the Vision Pro isn't ready yet, and that's Apple why they loves to tease. They right? Yeah, but, I don't. I, I I don't think it's ready yet either. And I think that they're just Apple is getting more and more about marketing and pushing things. And but the thing is, more and more people are realizing. Of course, there's always going to be those that, yes, they have to have the latest and greatest, but more and more people are realizing that, you know, they can hold on to their devices for a while until Apple drops support for them. True, true. <laughs> it just, I just didn't feel like it was ready. And none of the executives or anybody that was um, showing off were wearing it. And so that makes you wonder, it's like, huh, I wonder why they weren't wearing it. And two, you know, it almost reminds me of the Microsoft um, Xbox. One of the Xbox console was released, and Microsoft was was demoing it. And so they're on a podium, and they're showing the screen next to them of the Xbox game, and going do 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 do. And all of a sudden, they had the blue screen of death. I was like, <laughs> "What? That's interesting. Why did the blue screen of death comes up?" And when they opened the podium, guess what's in there? It wasn't the Xbox. It was a computer running a simulation of the Xbox game. And I was thinking, hmm, Apple was doing the exact same thing. So they were, oh. It wouldn't surprise me one hmm, bit. Right? That's have, an interesting yeah. theory. <laughs> anyway, I just wanted to share that. But um, I was 17. So let's talk about some of this stuff, guys. So let's talk about just nothing but accessibility. There's not a whole lot in here, but there's a few interesting ones. So there's now a open per voice settings. What does that mean? So when you go under the voice and you hear all the voices, you know, there's Samantha, there's Tom, there's Eloquent. When you swipe down, there's a preview of the voice. But if you swipe down, there's an open per voice setting. What that means is that you can make changes to that voice in a way it sounds, especially with the eloquent voices, more the uh, TTS voice like Tom, they, you're limited in what you can do, but it is quite interesting how you can change how it sounds. Um, at first, I was kind of excited because we get a lot of complaints about the voices. You know, Tom is not the Tom that we had before, and it just gotten worse. And so I was kind of hoping it'd be like that, but it's not. It just changes the way he sounds. So it just kind of moves him up or moving down in tone and pitch. And that's about it. Um, but eloquence, you have a lot more to the adjustment, way more. And you have the own eloquent dictionary. I thought that was pretty cool. So are you guys excited about that? I am excited about that. Um Unfortunately, the per, that uh, option, like uh, the per voice settings, what you can change is limited by the speech engine. So Eloquence has a lot more 
parameters that you can change because right. that engine supports it and acapella doesn't support as much. Or uh, not acapella, uh, vocalizer. Yeah, I just, um, I don't, for like, me, I don't know if this is a thing I would use, to be honest with you. I usually just set it and forget it. I've never, I've never been the sort that has, I mean, like, even like activities, you, you open this app, we're going to go to this rate, like things like that. I've just never, ever, like I would have gone and tinkered with it. But as far as actually finding use cases on a daily basis for myself, not really. I'm with you, Mike. I, as James said, on the eloquence voices, you have way more parameter to change. So if you're an eloquent user, you're going to absolutely love this. If you are a vocalizer user like myself, I played with it. I will never play with it again. It will just go to the side and I will never touch it again. Yeah. It's, it's just something I just wouldn't use. But nonetheless, it's kind of cool that they have this option, but it's there. Um, the other item that we kind of sort of touched on this, but I'll just remind everybody the point and speak is on this. So if you have a LiDAR supported device, I played with this. Um, I'll be honest, I was a little disappointed. And I, he, here's here's why. So I'm on my microwave. That's the first thing that came to my mind is a microwave. I want to point, say, which one is the popcorn button? Which one is the potato button? And it's not as easy as you think because on my microwave, it's completely flat. I cannot feel any depressions where there could be a button. And my problem and my point is, how do I know where to point for it to speak? <laughs> so that's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? It's like, yeah, I love the concept of point and speak, but where in the hell did I point? So yeah, if I can't speak. even recognize something as a button, because right. a lot of things are touchscreen like that. So if it can't figure that out, it sort of... Uh, defeats the whole purpose of it. Right. And so I have to kind of like drag my finger across very slow and I'll kind of pick up two of them and then I'll kind of pick up one. And my other problem here, guys, and I didn't think about this. My wife is saying, well, the other issue you're having is when you're dragging your finger across, you're not really going horizontal very well. You're kind of going in a different direction, like uh, diagonal. Yeah. I, think yeah, about I have that. a really big problem with that too. <laughs> right. So I thought, oh, how disappointing. So I go run down to the washing machine. I thought, well, this ought to be better. It's not even better. I no. it, Let me put it this way. It took more time for me to figure out where to point and get it spoken before I be able to do something. And so if I can't do something with like under 20 seconds, forget it. Um, yeah. Just it give me a, give me a pack of bump ons instead. <laughs> yeah. I'll just do that. Right. Just give me a bunch of bumps, put it on there and we'll yep. just go from there. And so as much as I want it to be happy about this, you know, yeah, Apple's going to tout. Yeah, it is great for blind people. Why? We got point and speak. Yeah. I didn't have that great experience. Well, we have door detection. You know, the problem I have with door detection is that if I'm going down a hallway and a hotel or in my house, I have multiple rooms. And when I point down the hallway, it's going door detected eight feet, eight, door detected 15 feet. And it says there's three doors and it's just going, it just goes da, 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 and it's, uh, it's very, um, you have to point it the right way. Anyway, my point is I'm not being able, I'm not using my LIDARs as much as I thought, but they do have a live speech and personal voice. And this is cool. I did try this. I, 
I had a little problem. It's, it works with the voiceover. You definitely have to have a headphones or, well, I guess that's not true. You are given a phrase and you have to push this record button and repeat the phrase. And you really have to keep turning the speech on and off to make this work. And it's a long process, but um, I haven't been successful to complete it yet. I, I promise I'll do that and let you know what that is. So basically it allows people that are um, not able to speak. Maybe you're deafblind or you have um, some disability where you're not able to speak. It will be able to clone your voice or a voice that you want to use to use to speak to other people. And that's catch. No, this is not a TTS. This is just to be able to speak on a phone or FaceTime and things like that. So they can type in what they want and that voice gets produced and put out for them to hear, which is, I thought was really cool. I like that. It does seem neat. Uh, some people have attempted this and said that um, it seems to work pretty well. The process takes, a, like, once you're done, the process of creation uh, takes a very, very long time, and they recommend you leave your phone plugged in, and apparently it literally takes overnight to create your voice, and then you can only use it in, like, a couple places right now. We had to clone you, Mike. Remember that we were talking I, about that last month? Yeah, I just, I don't know. But it's not something I don't uh, think any of us would use it. Now, yeah. if, it, if it allowed us to use as a TTS voice, of course it would be. But the point of this is that for those that are listening that know of a friend that could take advantage of that. Yeah, um, I'll throw remarkable. that out there. If this is something you, listener, if you're interested and for whatever awful reason you want my voice, hit me up. I'll do it for you. <laughs> okay. I don't think, see, that's the thing. Apple made it to where you have to repeat these random phrases. So yeah. each time you do it, there's a different phrase. So it's not very easy to copy somebody's voice to do that, which is kind of cool. Oh, okay. Well, then I'll just add, you probably have to pay for the expenses of whatever trip, wherever we meet up to actually record it. Right. So that'll be my final thing. <laughs> See, you are going to do a personal voice um, package. This is the yeah. package that yeah. I will give you my voice for your voice. Sure. Yeah. Just fly me somewhere. <laughs> um, a couple of things I haven't heard very many people talk about is there's another option called sound curtain. This is pretty slick. So if you're deaf blind, and you don't want your voiceover to be talking when you're around. It's very similar to screen curtain. So we know how we're, we are able to enable to screen curtain and that blacks the screen. So nobody can see what we're doing on the screen, which is kind of cool anyway. Um, but now they have sound curtain, which means you can disable the voice of voiceover. So in other words, voiceover is still running, but it's a sound curtain. So it turns off voiceover as coming from the speaker. And thus, the deafblind people can still use it when they use their Braille display. They can feel and see what voiceover is doing without blabbing all over the world. That is pretty slick. I don't really understand the difference because you can quite literally do the same thing by just turning speech off. Voiceover is still enabled. It's not speaking, but you can still use Braille. And I think that's what a lot of people that use Braille, that's what they do is they just turn speech off. Good point. But... Here's the thing, James, and I'll tell you the difference. If you do speech off, you still could, you still hear the click, 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 ding, 
clink, click, click. Oh, it turns all those off too without you having to go in the rotor and disable sounds or exactly in the rotor. Go and we're talking all sounds. Oh, okay. That is what's I, 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 I really love this a lot because I do meet with several deafblind people that I have seen that when they're using their device, I can hear their voiceover going blah, 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 blah. And I can just imagine they have no clue that's going on and people can hear what they're doing. And so this is more of a privacy for them. I would like this. Right? I would. I would too. Um, I'm glad that this is an option. That's one of those little things I haven't heard much um, people talk about, but it's one of them. The okay, other that's thing cool. that I notice is that I notice that when you're using the voiceover now, the haptic has changed. The haptic that you feel when you swipe left and right has changed. At first, I was like, what is wrong with my phone? I could tell it was different, but I can't really describe what it feels like. But the haptic feeling is way better. It feels like you're really feeling it as you swipe left and right and do interesting right so the haptic has changed subtly not anything major but just enough to know like that's different so now you because i i use haptic a lot i i like it and so now you can get it like when you uh when your finger hits something if you're using explore by touch um but not for a whole lot else. So like if you're flicking, it doesn't do anything. So that's that's what it does now is like when you flick to the left or the right, it'll give you mm-hmm. haptics. Oh, okay. It's, so it feels different. It's just it's just it's just very subtle, but you will definitely notice a difference. I like it. Now this could change if there's a lot of complaints. Sometimes it'll revert back during a beta, but as oh, right yeah. now, it's in beta two, and I really love the feeling of the haptic. I tell you what, I can't wait for the day that someone figures out how to make a flat screen feel three-dimensional. Right. I don't, I have no idea how they'd even do it. I'm nowhere near that uh, good with any of this stuff, but I would like the idea of biting my finger around my phone and feeling where each app is. Wouldn't that be cool? That'd be so cool. That would be really neat just to have that. I mean, because even, you know, somebody like me that's been using a touchscreen for years now using ha- having that extra physical feedback just gives you it all it not only gives you the reassurance but it also makes your productivity just a little bit faster and those Definitely. second or two add up true that would be kind of cool kind of like the home button they got rid of and it's not yeah. really there yeah. Yes, I day. have an SE3, and I'm going to hold on to it as long <laughs> as I can because I'm going to miss that home button so mm-hmm. much. Um, the long press that we all come to love, the triple tap, one finger, or one finger, double tap, and hold, there's a new option to go fast. So in other words, if you don't like the response time that it takes, and it does take a long time if I double tap and hold, it's like, do, 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 do. Then it goes, okay, I'm now ready for long press. You can make that faster. So that's a new option for us to pick from as well. And of course, Siri got some enhancement to his voices, more expressive. Um, Out of the five voices, there's only two that sounds decent. The other three? I thought it sounds terrible. <laughs> Great. I I was like, whoa, what do they do to these people? Um, that's just my two cents. Voice one and voice four sounds amazing. Voice four is Nora. And I thought she sounds really 
really good for being Siri. And I was able to uh, take that and read a book. That is pretty darn good, guys. I really like that. Now, using it as a normal um, Ahoy Siri, then, mm, yeah, it's, it's doable. But I just want to let you know, it is, you will tell the difference. So, and then the la- yeah. Uh, I heard the demo that you posted, and uh, I do agree. There were only a couple of voices that really sounded expressive. The rest of them just sounded pretty much the way they already do. Yeah, it just didn't. What, so what Apple is trying to do is trying to make it more expressive. It's supposed to be different. Um, I just didn't feel the quality of voice two, three, and five was there. It seems like real still choppy. just doesn't seem like it was smooth as in from one word to the next word and things like that, where the other two voices were. So, yeah, I did a little small demonstration on Mastodon for people to kind of rate and what they thought of it and if that's something they would use. And so I'll check that out if you haven't seen that. Lastly, I'll talk about is the listen to page. This is pretty slick. Um, even though I've had this read aloud on Microsoft Edge, that means when I go to a web page, there's an article you can hit this read aloud and that reads it to you um, using its voice. And it sounds beautiful on the Microsoft. Well, Apple decided to steal that or <clears throat> they didn't steal it. They just want to <laughs> have their own version. Um, listen to page. So when you go to Safari and go to a web page, you can hit this listen to, um, to page and double tap that and I'll read it to you. What's weird about this, guys, it uses a voice that is not on my phone. It's not Siri. It's not um, any of the voices that we have. And I'm thinking, boy, this is a really beautiful voice. Why Is it pulling it from the cloud? Right. It makes you wonder, where is it pulling it from? I'll have to do a demonstration on Macedon for people to listen to and let me know what you think. It really is gorgeous. The only problem is to get to it. It's a pain in the butt. It's... So you go to the page you want. At the bottom, you have the address bar. And to the left of that is your page settings. You have to double tap that, swipe about mm, eight times to the right till you get to that button, double tap, and then it plays it. So when you use that, does it literally read the entire page or will it just read like the main article of the page? It will just read the main article. So it's in reader mode. Does it skip ads or does it read ads? Boy, that's a good question. I'm going to have to find an article that has an ad and see if it skips it. Yeah, I I'm almost curious. want to say well, yes. That shouldn't be difficult. Right? Yeah, that's how I feel. <laughs> but those are all the accessibility and features that you can find in iOS 17. Any of those kind of stick out to you guys? I like the uh, purse settings, uh, the voice, uh, the purse, the, huh. what do you call it? The, uh, the voice. Yeah, the, the, the per app voice setting. So it's. Yeah, you use I, eloquence. Yes, um, ah. I I use eloquence, and so what I'm most excited about is you can now disable the abbreviations. Uh, so eloquence has uh, a a lot of things like uh, SD. It'll say South Dakota. Uh, mm. TX, it'll say Texas, things like that. Uh, so you can disable those uh, abbreviation expansions so that it won't do that. And I'm pretty happy about that. Yeah, they have their own dictionary. I mean, why the pain of butt have to go to the dictionary? I mean, it comes with a built-in dictionary that has a lot of those already set, which is a good thing. But how many times have I come across and it says Apple Vice? 
<laughs> That's right. what I was going to say. Yeah. Because I have like, I have a lot of military friends and FOB, uh, forward operating base, is a very common thing. But my iPhone, every time, and I'm sure this, this is obviously very specific. <laughs> I don't feel like normal people ever talk about FOBs. But when I do, it always says freight on board. Oh, yeah. it drives me absolutely crazy because that's a phrase I literally never heard in my life. But I can't. There's nowhere to stop it from doing that. So I would love the ability to toggle there those things is. on and off. You have to go to a dictionary and redefine it. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go dig into that. I thought that so, was also you could just turn turn the abbreviation expansions off. Do you really have to go in the dictionary and change each one? Well, if it's something like what he's doing, that oh, for the, for that, yes, for yeah, that, the yes, dictionary is already programmed to think that if it says mm, that's millimeter. <laughs> Maybe it isn't what I want millimeter. I want that to be Mike Malarcy. Yeah, then, you know, um, you can tell the dictionary that mm by itself. I want you to say Mike Malarcy. So. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend. I'm already thinking how confusing that would make my. That is just an example, Mike. I didn't say do it. I'm just. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, man. All right. So we're going to. Somebody has opened the barn door here. We have now some uh, mailbags I'd like to introduce to you, us. And thank you to our listeners that continue to send us these questions to us or their thoughts on something. So the first one up is Gord M. Now, before we do that, I got a little surprise for you guys. Now, last month I mentioned that I am on a beta for the uh, 11 labs. Now they have the instant cloning, which I did, and I'm going to be using my voice to read these mail. The professional cloning isn't ready yet. It should be ready next week. So I can't wait to show you guys that. But I thought, oh, what the heck? I'll just use my voice and see what you guys think if it does sound like me yeah. or not. Oh, fun. All right. All right. So here's Gord M. Hi, Tom and Mike. First of all, I hope that Randy is doing okay and his speech is improving to the point where he can come back and be a part of the trio again. On the latest Unleashed cast, there was mention of Siri possibly having the option to be more expressive in how text is written and read out to us. I hope that this may spill over to voiceover in general because I have some hopes and dreams about that too. When the new voices for iOS 16 were announced last year, I was happy about them until I realized that the classic voices we have known all these years have had their cadences changed. For example, Tom sounds a lot peppier now with a higher pitch at times, and even Ava has changed a bit, along with Samantha, Daniel, Fred, and every other voice Sansa Siri voices for voiceover. I hope that we can get the classic versions of all of the previous voices back with this possibility, and I mention this because I hear Samantha on my public transit buses announcing the stops, Ava on various IVR telephone lines, public transit, and even on a counterpart to NOAA Weather Radio, along with Tom, Chantal, and Nicholas. I am used to the new versions of all of the classic voices, but I want the option of somehow getting the older inflections and cadences back with both activities and when adding a language. Samantha isn't as bad, but other voices I had mentioned here are unfortunately not the same as they had once been. I actually have files of Tom and Ava as they were, and they were given to me in 2015 by the people whom I do work for. I listened to that and compared to how the two voices sound with iOS 16, there is a difference. I've even been asked on one occasion which voice should be used for a certain product, and I told them, and that was that. 
Tom and Nicholas were used for the station ID message, thanks to me, and I regret having said that, but that's another story altogether. Anyway, you may not feel as strongly as I do, but others might, and I hope that they will respond. Keep up the great work with the podcast as I enjoy it, even as a seasoned iPhone user of 11 years on June 19th. Cheers, Gord M. All right, so that's Gord M. That does not sound like me, guys. <laughs> a little bit. It sounds a little bit like you. It kind of does. But if I'm really slow, yeah, like you definitely sound more like a computer and less oh, yeah. like a human. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, it's, you can definitely tell it's uh, there's not a lot of emotion <laughs> happening in that. No, voice. and I, I think I can kick that up and around and I will in the next month. I'll try to figure out how to do that. But Gordon made a good point, and that's exactly what we've been talking about, as I was hoping that the Siri voices would be more expressive and that we would enjoy. And we do. And that's a good part, Gord, is that voice one and voice four, as we mentioned earlier, is more expressive and it's pretty good. But I am so with you, and a lot of people are complaining about this, too. And I complain about this a lot. And I usually enhance Tom. And the pronunciation on that is horrible. And I don't know what they did different because the Tom and Hans year before sounded great. Why did they have to make the change to the vocalizer that we have now? So I thank you, Gord. And so I was going to get the input from James and Mike on this. I know James used the eloquence, so you're not much of a, a vocalizer person, but... Um. Uh, the reason that I don't use those much is because of that odd pronunciation stuff. And um, it hasn't been so bad until recently, but um, it's I've always had some trouble with it. And I'm very used to the way eloquence pronounces things. Um, but I will use other voices from time to time just for variety and to try to combat speech fatigue so hmm. because i use speech so much sometimes it just gets really overwhelming what about you mike what voice do you use oh mine is almost default settings um samantha yeah oh, i can't stand yeah. her. and here's a She's weird so thing angry. Though. half the time if i turn my voice over on and off it'll switch itself around sometimes i'm not sure what's going Ooh. on in the back end there because it'll like the voice that says voice over on yeah, changes, and then as soon as I touch my screen, it switches again. Mm. My, I don't know if my phone is actually because uh, I want the iPhone 15, it's but possessed. I've been having a lot of weird issues with my phone lately. Oh, um, it's a sign. It's I, all that's those horror movies you're watching, Mike. It's well, starting. To, you're getting cursed. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe. I don't know. Wow. No, I, so you still use Samantha? I mean, have you noticed a difference between Samantha between a couple versions? Mm, a little bit, yes. Um, it is one of those things that unless something big happens, I generally don't notice because I don't spend a ton of my time on my phone, mm -hmm. especially because most of the time, if I'm doing something on it, I'm listening to a podcast or a movie. And if I'm not doing that, then I'm doing something with my kids. So I think honestly, for me, it's more just lack of use. Mm. But that being said, anytime they do change those voices around, it, it is a whole process, like getting used Man. to it all over again. I, I, for me, I, I'm just, it's just, it's terrible. And I would love to know what they've done. And if there's a reason, there's obviously there's a reason why they did that. And if it's something that's beyond their uh, ability to change that, or if it really is that big of a deal, it almost makes you wonder if they're jacking with the sizes. I know that 
sometimes they increase the size, decrease the size. Maybe they're trying to make it a little more compressed. I don't know. What they're doing is not working, and I'd like to see that revert. So thank you, Gord. And um, I do have other mails, but I'll keep that for next month. But I do have a surprise for everyone, including Mike and James and our listeners. So let me put this on for you. I have a surprise. As many, many people ask me about how Big R is doing. So I'll have him tell you all about the Big R and what he has to say. Hi, everybody. It's Big R. How are you? I'm Ollie. I'm doing very, very well. And thank you very much, uh, Time Tom. Sorry. And uh, hi, everybody again. Okay, Big R. So everybody's been asking, and I appreciate you coming on. And they oh, of have, course, of course. I'm I'm glad to do it for you. Well, they have all asked me the same question, and that is, how is the Big R doing? I mean, I Big that. R is doing better, and I can speak very well better. And uh, thank you, everybody, much that I am. Coming back again. I <laughs> 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 well, thank you, Big R. That is going to be wonderful. Good to well, hear thank from you. you. So, I'm glad to have you back, and I'm glad to be back. All right, you take care from all of us then. I will do that. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. <laughs> so, there's a big R for you. Um, just to kind of let you know that he's doing well and he's continuing to do therapy on his speech. And I hope to have him back soon. I yeah. really do. He sounds like he's in good spirits. It makes me genuinely happy. Right. Yeah, that, that made me so happy. I, I miss Randy. I, uh, listened to his, uh, accessibility moving forward when he did that. And of course, listened to you guys all banter together. So, um glad to be here but i definitely I, I definitely miss randy and it's it's good to hear that he has recovered uh pretty well it sounds like he's still got a little ways to go but he definitely sounds very understandable and clear so that's that's a big mm -hmm. improvement i'm sure he brings good vibes every time i hear his voice i yeah. i just get this good vibe and just this happiness in the room yeah and exactly his voice just makes me so happy and he's so funny um so yeah that was a, a, a surprise for all of you including mike and james i mike hasn't oh, heard that so cool. no i had no idea yeah um all right guys moving on and we'll just kind of wrap things up but before we get to that, let's talk about these iPhone 8 and 10 users. I want to let you know that because WWDC came out and we discussed about iOS 17, and one of those things they mentioned, unfortunately, is that they're going to be dropping the iPhone 8 and 10. So if you have the 10R or the 10S, you're going to be all right. But if you have anything, if you have the 10 and earlier, you're going to be losing out. And it was an interesting article I read about this, guys. And I was really surprised that because the announcement, the value of those phones dropped over 50%. I was like, yeah, whoa, that is, I don't know about you, but I thought that was a huge, significant drop. And the point of this being mentioned is that if you are one of those out there that have these 10 R's or 11, um, you might want to start considering thinking about if that is worth to you. So if you are wanting to resell your phone, that 
sometime before they make the announcement of iOS 18 to, that you might want to think about that. Yep. Otherwise, you know. The, it also mentioned that uh, you won't, uh, those phones won't get security updates either. Uh, so um, That's a thing, though, because, yes, I did read that, James, but here they where they just dropped another 15.5 something for security reasons. And I'm thinking, well, if they're dropping 15 updates, it, mm, yeah. yes and no. You're not going to get all the security updates as you would in iOS 17, no. But it seems like the real critical ones are still updating the older devices. That is like, hmm, that's interesting. But if you're like me, I like to trade my phone in. So I like to have some good values in it so I can get a big clump of uh, deposit into my, towards my iPhone, new purchase. But if you're one of those people that buy it just outright and you want to resell it and you want to get something out of it, then that's something to consider. If not, don't yeah. worry about it. Yeah, I, I have it. an iPhone 8 that I bought outright, and so I'm just going to send it to the electronics recycling place eventually. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about... So one last thing we want to wrap up, and that is we are going to talk about the iPhone 15 coming up. All right, Mike, the good news is still looks like the action button is in there. And it looks like it's going to stay in there because it usually at this stage, it's already been in production. So I yep. don't think there's going to be much. So there are cases coming out that shows that the USB-C is there and the new action button is going to be there. So that is good news for those that are looking forward to that. However, one of the things I was mystified, and that was last year when the iPhone 14 came out, and when they came out with the iPhone 14 and the i14 uh, Max, I noticed that the price went up 100 bucks each. So the iPhone Max was was it 899, where I was confused. I thought the price was going to go up for the Pro because for 100 bucks more, you can get the Pro. And I was like, well, I'd rather get the Pro for 100 bucks more. So it looks like it might finally come that we'll see a $200 difference. So it's going to go up to $10.99 instead of $9.99. So we'll see. I thought this was going to happen last year, and it didn't. But it seems like this just seems to be writing on the wall. I think it's going to eventually yeah. happen. Um, are you going to get a pro, Mike, or are you going to get just a standard? Probably not. No, I'll probably get a standard, honestly. Like, meh. Yeah. yeah but, There's not uh, a whole lot that's that compelling in, in a I mean, if this was five years ago or before that, before the market was as mature, like phones in general as they are nowadays, maybe, but now, I don't know. Um, one thing you will be happy to know, and I thought, whoa, this is another serious thing to consider, is that the chip that's coming on it, it's going to be using the new technology of three nano instead of the five nano. And I've realized that kind of goes over, this is more of a, a techie geek word, but Put that into sense to everybody to understand that is a significant difference, meaning that this chip is probably going to see the biggest boost in um, efficiency and performance than the past three years. That's Ooh. how big of a difference this is. So I think it's going to be a massive speed bump when it comes to this new technology. And so that is something else to consider with the iPhone 15. So, Mike, you're jumping into i15 is going to be a good yeah. one because it's 
that's very I'm deal exciting. With, with my phone freaking out for the rest of the year. There you go. I did just a little bit well, ago. Well, it won't be that long, Mike. It's what, three months? Yeah, it's well, that's true. It is September. It's almost July already. Good Lord. I know, right? Yeah. So we're only talking about two or three months before you get that new phone. Fair maybe. enough. Oh, I'm very but excited. It is kind of interesting because then it, in that same article, I was kind of disappointed to see this, but it sounds like Apple is trying to figure out how to save money. So the next year phone, the iPhone 16, they're going to be introducing that same chip. But what it's going to do is that it's going to use a cheaper version of the chip. I was like, Apple cutting the technology being cheaper. Uh oh. <laughs> and that means that yes, you'll get a boost in performance and they'll be able to tap that, but the efficiency isn't going to be as efficient as it used to be. So apparently this is the year to get it if you want a good performance um phone using that chip. And next year they're going to use a cheaper technology with the same chip with a little bit better boost, but not much but you're going to be getting less efficiency. So I was like, huh, I'm not sure how I feel about that. I almost want the efficiency that I do the performance. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of agree with that. I mean, you can't really see the performance that what we use it for. There, <laughs> you, you, when It's not like we're playing a game here. True. Uh, efficiency makes me think of battery life immediately, and I would love that. That alone would be worth it for me. If I could upgrade that, like, hey, you could double your battery life. Sweet. I'm in. Right. That's what I'm looking for too. Something that's yep. at least I'll run my voice over and everything I need just fine. And that and it's running just fine now. And if it ever slows down, yeah, but I've never had that experience where it really slows down. But unless it's a older phone that's like four or five years old, then obviously it yep. does do a little bit of performance. But um, so what's new in this month of Apple Viz? There is quite a few things here I want to talk about, guys. The first one is right here. It's called Right Here, and it reminds me a lot like, well, so it's a navigational type app where you can just say, where am I? It'll tell me where I'm at, and then you can say what's around me, and it'll kind of announce what's around you. And as you cross intersection, it'll tell you what intersections you're at. But it's a free one, and it seems like these are starting to pop up just kind of here and there. But the big one I want to talk about is Soundscape. Soundscape is going to, it was supposed to um, decease and stop working at the end of June of 2023 of this month, this year, but Microsoft decided to push it off until August, the end of August. In the meantime, I was able to get onto the beta for something called OpenScape, and it looks, smells exactly like Soundscape. So the possibility of you staying with your Soundscape, it sounds like this will be coming out and it's going to be called OpenScape. And so if you are missing the Soundscape, have no fear, OpenScape is coming for you. So I just want to let you know about that. Are you guys sounds, do you even use Soundscape at all, guys? Nope. No. Not for a long time, actually. See, I've heard demos of it and I, I think it sounds really neat, but... I don't do a lot of walking around here because people don't know how to drive very well. So, <laughs> I, For those that do go on a daily walk, I've heard a lot of people love Soundscape and they use that with um, certain headsets or earbuds that have transparency mode so you can hear that plus your surroundings. Um, I really love Soundscape over the other competitors just because it's in, you can hear around you. So if 
CVS is way to the left, it'll sh say CVS is over here and it'll point in the audio sound in that direction. So it's binaural and it's all around you when it talks to you where things are. I like that. And OpenScape kind of brings that back to me. It's, but that's, so here's the thing, guys. So again, going back to the Vision Pro, and that's the other thing that Apple is not going to allow you to have is navigational apps like this. You can't even use an, um, Google Maps. You can't even use the, those. That to me is kind of, that's crazy. Oh, so they locked down the GPS access too? Well, technically this is what they're saying is that the Vision Pro doesn't have those sensors of GPS location base. But I'm thinking if you could just pair that with your phone, so it could have that. Yeah, I could yeah. easily pull that info from the phone. Right. But I guess they're saying it's because it's not built into the Vision Pro. We're not going to allow navigational. And I was like, I was really bummed. So, Bummer. so much for that. Um, not with that, but I kind of feel weird wearing a $35 headset yeah. walking around. And I just, there's certain areas I would not feel comfortable wearing that. Yeah. Pe people have yep. mentioned like there's most, you know, most areas where they wouldn't wear that because somebody's going to snatch it off your head. Even if they don't know what it is, they're going to know that it looks valuable. Well, you know, a lot of people are saying, I'm going to wear this during the airport. I'm going to wear this on flight. And I can see that because it's yeah, going to be like that. your entertainment thing. But you still got to be careful when yeah. to wear this and where not to wear it. But anywho, the OpenScape is there. The Another one is called From Your Eyes. Now, for those out there that remember Be Specular, very similar concept. So if you're waiting for the Be My Eyes virtual volunteer to come out, well, to be the um, from your eyes, what it does, if you take a picture or use a photo, it will use the AI to describe what's in that photo. The AI is not real great. It's kind of sort of, mm. and then, but the cool thing about it is that if a sighted person or a volunteer is there, they can type out their own version, what they see in that picture. So it's kind of like be my eyes when you call a volunteer, but it's for pictures and photos so you can send them a photo and say could you describe this for me so i thought that angle that sounds pretty cool i like that i don't know if that'd be something you guys would ever use though it, not so much for myself anymore these days right but because i actually just went when i was stuck in the hospital opened up my dropbox that i've had my camera upload set to and found hundreds of just random screenshots i accidentally took that apparently i've been saving for five years <laughs> so most yeah, of my pictures now i i cleaned house but it, it would have been useful back then to be like uh, I've, how about this one what the heck is going on in these pictures because while the iphone can kind of describe things most of the time it's not enough to even make a competent decision on whether or not it's worth keeping no right? and a lot of times it'll say something and it'll give like one or two words and i'm like is, mm -hmm. is that really what's there or are you yeah. just messing with me <laughs> are you confused again phone so if it's something that you want kind of a general idea, that might be something you, I would definitely check it out. Um, it's not the Be My Eyes virtual volunteer yeah, I'm, difference. I'm really waiting for that because that sounds so much better. That is huge. And I tell you, I couldn't use it for a little bit because iOS 15 kind of broke it a little bit. And I was out with it for a week and I was lost. That's how impact well, that was to me in my life that how much I used it. And that one week, I felt like I just went back to the dinosaur age. It was that people are going to be using that that much. But 
Uh, hmm. uh, one last one just came out last night. I just want to tell you for all that are using Reddick, dystopia for Reddick. It's in the app store. Oh my gosh. I was like, oh my yeah. gosh, it's finally out. This app has been in beta for what, five years or so? It's James? been a while. Yeah, like, it's been a long time. And there was an interview with the person that made it that I heard uh, a few years ago. And uh, because of his uh, employment, he couldn't put it in the app store. Um, but uh, he'd been wanting to. And I guess all this Reddit debacle finally made it happen. Yeah, because I'm hoping that all doesn't pan out the way it's looking like it might it keeps changing i know right it's stressing me out i love reddit and i'm gonna be I, very yeah, very sad i'm with if, you mike reddit is really where a lot of things happen and it isn't twitter yes twitter happens a lot but reddit is even more so if you're not familiar with reddit that is amazing so now there is a accessibility version of the reddit called dystopia so be on the hunt for that. It's completely free. Download it. And so good. Mm-hmm. I've been on that. I've been on that beta like since it started and it's wonderful. <laughs> it's been years and eons. Yeah. Um, all right, guys. So that's going to do for Apple videos for June for 2023. Mike, what movie did you see this month, buddy? I watched one. It's kind of a comedy slash horror film. Okay. Uh, it's called Freaky. From a few years ago, I don't remember exactly the top of my head now, but it's got Vince Vaughn in it. He's the uh, he is the big bad guy, and uh, without getting too into it, one of his victims, a seventeen-year-old girl, they end up switching bodies. So you have Vince Vaughn <laughs> pretending to be a seventeen-year-old girl and oh, killer in a seventeen-year-old's wow. body. It's pretty good. It's a fun one. That sounds that interesting. hilarious. I'm yeah, that would be a horror fan, for her. <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> oh my gosh! So it's. it's they kind of copied off Freaky Friday, but it's just freaky. Yeah, it's a little bit, a little bit of Freaky Friday, but just mixed with kind of a Michael Myers sort of serial killer. Oh, interesting. Yeah, okay. it's a good one. I um, I didn't really watch much. I thought eighty for Brady. <laughs> that was terrible. Didn't see you know, that I one. knew it was going to be bad when you have these. Uh, I gave it three out of five because it was kind of a fun. Uh, all heartwarming kind of a movie, but it isn't something I would just say you must watch. It's just, oof. yeah. And for, and for anyone out there that's got kids, the elemental movie, pretty good. Elemental. Yep. Yeah. Saw that Always yesterday. good. I don't mm-hmm. care what it does on if it, I don't care if it's a flop. I still love my Disney. I thought the, sh- the movie was great. Yeah. It's a good. Movie. Yeah. Still great. Got good meaning. Um, and et cetera. So long live Disney. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I like older Disney movies. I'm not so crazy about a lot of the newer ones, but I find one here and there that I like. I, well, you know, James, they aren't the best. I, I will say Disney quality has dip. I, I, I wonder what's going on. You know, the Buzz Lightyear show and the Elemental and um, the other movie, the Space One. I can't remember what it was. It, it just wasn't. They should have stopped at Toy Story 3. That's all I do. <laughs> <laughs> no, you got to keep coming out with stuff. You just got to get better stories. I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything's just been done to death, though. Yeah, Disney is, is they're better than that. They're better than that. And I think they know they got to do better. So I, I know the next few movies is probably not going to be so hot, but it takes a while for them to catch up. But anywho, well, James, 
It is a pleasure to have you on for this month. I am so glad you got to come on. It's probably going to be weird to hear yourself listen to this cast. And it is it. weird. <laughs> yeah, it, it is going to be. It is going to be interesting. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's been great to be here and uh, great to finally talk to two people that I've been listening to for a long time. Awesome was. It's it's a pleasure to have you. I yeah, really thank you. It. Thank you, guys. And Mike, you need to just stay put. I don't am. Don't hurt yourself. Yeah. Don't go anywhere. Yeah. Don't light anything. <laughs> no more vacations. I'm staying local. <laughs> Everything should be fine. <laughs> and watch out for black cats. Yeah, right? yeah, no kidding. Just be careful, man. Um, all right, so that's going to do for guys. I will talk to you next month. My name is Thomas Donville, also known as Not a Mouse. Until next month, bye-bye. Please feel free to contact the AppleViz Unleashed team with a feedback, tips, or questions at unleashed at applevis.com or call at 816-287-1482. This AppleViz podcast has been brought to you by the community of applevis.com for the latest in resources and tips and tricks to get you the best experience from your Apple device. Visit www.applevis.com.